the Four Horsemen. What you have here is the Four Horsemen, united, live, and exciting color. Um, not those Four Horsemen. These Four Horsemen discuss theology from different viewpoints, different perspectives, as we show people how to have discussions without turning into a keyboard warrior. Are you stupid? Now, here's Dennis Thurman, Adam Black, Benjamin Kerfman, and Derek McCarson, the Four Horsemen. I got a funny intro, but... You're going to hell! (laughs) You just need to love people to Jesus. Which one will you choose (laughs) you must choose wisely (laughs) welcome to the next episode of the four horsemen podcast we're uh, glad you tuned in and uh, we're thankful that you're continuing to tune in and we hope that you've uh, enjoyed these in today's episode uh, we're going to deal with probably one of the most difficult uh, balances that a christian needs to strive to strike and that is the balance of grace and truth, being both grace and truth, especially in our culture today. And John stated in the first chapter there that Jesus was full of grace and truth, which is which is the perfect balance. He was completely full with both truth and grace. But the problem is for the most of us, if not all of us, uh, we usually tend to lean on one side or the other. Uh, We have more in one tank than the other. So I want to begin this discussion by kind of going around and asking the question, which tank do you have more of? Do you have, are you more on the, the, the truth side or you are more on the grace side? Ben, we'll start with you. Which side are you on more of, would you say? I think it depends on which one is more comfortable. At any given time. What do you mean by that? So, uh, like, for instance, it, I can put anybody on blast on the Internet because I have no consequences and I can basically hide my identity. Right. So it's totally comfortable for me to just call somebody a heretic or, like, <laughs> do whatever because it's like, what are they going to do, you know? If it's a church member that's in sin, though, all of a sudden I want to give them a whole lot more grace than I should instead of having that hard conversation. Right. So it kind of depends on uh, – whatever's easier for the flesh you know if it, if it's easier for me to overlook sin then i can quote unquote lean towards grace which i'm really not but if it's easier for me to to just you know rail on somebody then then it's easier for me oh i'm just speaking the truth right so it's kind of like whatever's most convenient i don't know that it's necessarily more one than the other i think it's more um dependent on the situation yeah. So if in answer to that, if I tell you the truth, will you extend grace to me? (laughs) Because really similar to what Ben's talking about, I find myself like a pendulum far too often uh, in that you have this extreme where you can be all fired up and angry about a situation, upset about some particular sin in somebody's life. And you can just use the Bible to beat them over the head. And I, I can do that with the best of them. But then I began to think, well, you know, I don't need to be that way. I need to have some compassion, some love. If I'm not careful, then I get, I get soft. I get squishy. I get. Uh, <laughs> I'm squishy where, anyway. Well, that's not... you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to say I compromise, but you know, sometimes you can almost get to that that place to where you don't want to confront people. You don't want to upset them. You say, well, I'll just pray for them. <laughs> you know, but but sometimes in that pendulum, I do get kind of there in the middle. Where, where I find the, the balance, but 
I'm afraid I don't stay there. And so I, I kind of uh, vacillate between the, between the two at, at times, like Ben said, depending on the situation that I find myself uh, in. And, and I will say this, it's a lot easier to stand up in the pulpit and, and call out sin and talk about what people should do or shouldn't do than when you're actually in a, a, a setting where you're speaking with someone and you need to confront them but you kind of back down from that because it's going to be nice, you know, but you know, that's, that's a struggle. I'll, I'll just be candid about that. Right. Right. Yeah. I think one thing that's really helped me to do better in this area is, uh, listen to my wife. Um, because, uh, you'd always do better if you'd listen to your wife. Yeah, she's definitely <laughs> a gift and, um, she will help you to not do things that you should do. Um, but, you know, just in conversation with your wife, um, how many times do you say something? And even though it might be truthful, it's not seasoned with grace at all. And mm-hmm. you just you just shotgun blast. And you can tell that when it comes out by her reaction that I did not say that the right way. I didn't say it with any love in my heart at all. Um, and you see the hurt that that causes. So I would say that um, my journey has been more of the hard truth side and learning uh, from those conversations and from those rebukes that uh, I need to be more graceful. Uh, Cause like Dennis said, it's, it's easy to just wield the truth like a, like an ax or something and then really do some damage. Um, My wife has actually pinched me and kicked me under the table (laughs) at at times, not even waiting to chastise me until we got home (laughs) to bring about pain early. Yeah. But I'm like the rest of you guys. I I, I'm definitely, um, the Lord's working with me on that. And I I hope to be more like Christ and be full of both, but more times than not, I'd say probably lean more on the truth side and, can really hurt some people who need more grace. I, I'm like you. I feel like personally, I'm more on the truth side as well. Um, on a on a multitude of things, um, I, I I think a lack of compassion. <laughs> that's something I struggle with. So that doesn't lend itself to that doesn't lend to grace much. Um, but the thing I and I think Ben hit on it and, and Dennis as well that. <laughs> the one of the big problems is 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 social media. I mean, you can flat blast people or the Facebook discussions or whatever discussions you're on, man, the the intent that people, you know, words like typing, people can't hear your inflection. Mm-hmm. They can't hear truly what your your heart, you know, whereas I do think that there is a difference. That's why you have to use emojis. <laughs> and smiley faces yes, exactly. and LOLs. Well, and, uh, up, yeah. You know, those of you who use caps for everything, quit yelling. Um, but, but, uh, but I think that you could have the exact same conversation with a person and they could take it completely oh, wrong sure. on Absolutely. Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you had the exact, reading the exact same words in person, um, that I think that uh, it would come across a whole lot better. So I think there is a real danger. Um, but I, but for me personally, the, the the thing that I strive to do is is I try my best to be consistent, like what I say on social media versus what I would say in person. Like I try to be consistent. 
um, in the sense that if I'm going to say something in person or in person, I would want to say it on social media and vice versa. I try to be, but the problem is I lean more towards the truth and you know more of the hammer, if you will, uh, than uh, than on on the grace on social media. Often there's little grace or truth. <laughs> That'll preach. Yeah, I mean, but you think about it, and some of you who are listening really think about it to yourself that are on social media. Do you find yourself blasting people more on social media than you do in real life? Do you speak more quote unquote truth on social media than you do in real life? Because I think that if you are, that that's a problem. Wouldn't you say, would you say that's an issue that if you're, if you're quote unquote, I don't even say a keyboard warrior, you're but being you, a coward. Well, even being a Christian, yeah. like, are you more of a Christian on Facebook than you are in real life? You know what I'm saying? I mean, is there a consistency? I, I can speak from experience to that, I think, because I I know I've been on one side of that. I hope I'm moving towards the other side of that. But uh, in recent years, I developed somewhat of a reputation online, especially in a specific group, <coughs> Elephant Room, um, for, so have I, but for, the- for being somewhat hostile. Um, and I think, I mean, like Adam, I mean, you started it and I was one of the first ones in there. So I would hope over the years, you've probably noticed in the last couple yes. of years, especially that I've tempered myself a little bit. But like you know, I, mean, you one you, the, I will tell you this. One of the first conversations he and I ever had, I'm like, that dude is a jerk. I mean, yeah. literally, <laughs> but, that was but, one of the first conversations I ever had with him. Like, and it was online. online. It was yeah. online. Okay. In my personal, and I was like, oh my, my personal gosh. Opinion, and then I met him. He's not nearly as obnoxious as he used to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but I like, I, for real though, I, I take that as honest criticism because when that group first started, I think I was either at Fruitland or right out of Fruitland. And of course, you know everything. So, yeah. Stupid. So I was that guy that was like, you know, I'm the only Orthodox person on this whole campus and, you know, everybody else is an idiot. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, and I was in my early 20s and it just started in ministry. So I'm going to straighten all this stuff out. I figured it all out. That's right. You know, I read it in a book or whatever, you know, you know, and I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about being married, anything about ministry. And I had mentors that told me like, you know, Basically, you have no idea what you're talking about, and until you really pastor a church, you're you're clueless. And that all sounds good on paper, but it doesn't work in real life. And they were wrong about some of that, but they were right about a lot of it. And and I think the thing for for me, the the danger really of social media is there's there's just so much that's not communicated. So just like you said, Adam, I mean, you know. I, I did not have positive feelings towards you for a long time either <laughs> until we got to know each other in person. And I was like, okay, you know, like now that I actually know Adam and I've had a conversation with him and I've seen what his tone is really like, um, you know, it's different. Yeah. You know, now I understand his heart. I understand where he's coming from. I know a little bit about his ministry and his family and that kind of thing. And really that's the whole reason why we decided, decided to do this podcast right. was because, we'll disagree on here just as much as we will online. The difference is people can hear us talking to each other. So it's like, I can say, you know, I think dispensationalism is wrong. And I think that, (laughs) you know, uh, everybody at this table, soteriology is inconsistent except mine. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I can say, I can say stuff like that. We'll show you, but grace. but people can hear my voice and they can see. Not you know, I'm as not as obnoxious. I didn't say he <laughs> right. wasn't obnoxious, but just not as. Obnoxious. But but I'm not being obnoxious. You know, I, right. we're honest about the fact that we have differences, yeah. but we can all sit around this table and say, you know, I, all of you are my brothers in Christ. I don't. I, I'm as sure of that as I can be of anybody. You know what I mean? 
and uh, and I believe that we're all pastoring churches. We're all striving to be gospel centered, and that we're making that the main thing in our churches. Mm-hmm. And to that, I say Amen, and I can agree with that. And so you just can't get that in some in in some of those other things. And so it's like I can speak truth, like. I think that my theology is better than everybody at this table. <laughs> if I didn't, then I wouldn't believe it, right? We don't we don't intentionally believe things that are false that we know that are false. Right. So we disagree with with each other on that. But that's different than me being on the internet talking about, you know, what? You know, Adam, he he likes, you know, these these guys, you know, uh, you know, Perry Noble and Mark Driscoll, all these guys, and he's probably not even saved. He's, he's just, an apostate. It, yeah, he's man. just he's just one of these seeker sensitive noodle back evangelifish, you know, <laughs> or whatever. You know, it's like you can do all that online, but it's right. like, am I really gonna like? Am I really gonna come to somebody's face and say that? No. And so a lot of guys they they want to be the 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 big bad keyboard warrior heroes, and then in real life, you know, they're a total punk. And I've seen people like that too. I've I've had people talk trash to me online. And then they meet me in person and don't want to say anything. And I'm just like, listen, I'm not, I'm actually not like an angry, mean person, even right. though I sound that way online. Right. So I I, 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 speak, I say that as someone who has totally messed up their reputation online and I'm slowly trying to rebuild that. So like when I meet people, I, I it's happened several times that I've met people in public, even with my wife, where they've said, oh, you're Ben from the elephant room. I've actually had people <laughs> say that. Yeah. And I'm like okay, let me, before you make assumptions about me, like, let's actually have a conversation because I'm I'm not, probably not the person that you think I am or that I used to be. I think the Lord has helped me in that area. And that is the key. Years. I mean, you, you, the relational part of this is, is everything. I mean, you look at Jesus in Scripture. Jesus was present with everyone that he spoke truth with and showed grace to, you know, and, and I think there is there is a principle to learn from that in the sense of if if you if you want to stand back and just blast people, quote unquote, speaking truth and, and the things of that nature, but you don't have a relationship, what real good is it going to, what real good is it going to be? Mm-hmm. You know, I learned that not from a theological, but really um, political. I mean, four or five years ago, I would debate politics all day long until I was blue in the face, but I realized that, man, what, why, why am I doing this? You know, why am I, spending so much time and, and getting these arguments and getting angry with people that I don't even really know. And, and then it was hurting my testimony on top of that. They need to hear about our Lord and Savior, <clears throat> Donald Trump. Amen. Oh, I saw. You know, you were talking about <laughs> Jesus showing grace and truth. And I always think about that scene in John four, the woman at the well, Yes. total picture of grace and truth. I mean, here on at the first part, he, he points out to her, Hey, you're living in adultery. You're living with a man who's not your husband right now. In fact, he's about your fourth that go at this. And in our culture, that is hey, that's <laughs> getting in someone's business right now. <laughs> yeah, and, and, then, and then the greatest understatement of the New Testament. I think that you're a prophet, she says. Yeah, I see that <laughs> well, you're a no, prophet. I, I like the way the scripture says it. What is it? Like, I perceive, I perceive that you're a prophet. That you are like, a prophet. That, that's, a, that's one way to respond yeah. to that. <laughs> but then immediately after that, he, you know, moves to the to the heart and hey you know i want to give you water from the well that um will bubble up in your in your heart and living water and so on and so you have truth but then you also have grace mm-hmm. and then you move to another scene in jesus life like when matthew 23 like where he's just on this blasting the pharisees he reserves his greatest most incendiary comments for the hypocrites the religious leaders but to the sinners uh, those who are coming to him broken and in in their problems, um, he shows love and, and grace. 
So you see that in Jesus' ministry and in, in, in his life. And um, this really comes into play when you're doing evangelism. Because yeah. mm-hmm. the gospel is offensive. Hey, oh, yeah. you tell people that they're separated from God, they hate God, they're sinners, and they're going to hell. <laughs> you better do that with a whole bunch of love in your eyes. Because <laughs> um, as uh, I've heard Pastor Dennis say many times, you got to be winsome if you're going to win oh, some. That'll preach. So um, <laughs> write that down. That sounds like I, I think Rogers. the grace and truth thing. You know, I mentioned not only is it going to apply to your marriage, uh, apply to your relational uh, contacts, whether it be in real life or social media, but really, this is going to come into play in, in evangelism and reaching people. Because if you don't have both, um, then you're not going to help them. Right. You're driving people away if you're blasting them with truth and they don't have love. But at the same time, you're you're not leading them to the cross if you're just loving them and not telling them about their sin. Well, and I think both. and I think to to kind of play off of that too is that you really can't make a distinction. If you leave one or the other out, you're not doing one or the other. Right. Love you is know? not the acceptance of all behavior, right? And so it's it's one of the things that where you say, okay, well, how do we balance grace, grace, and truth? Well, if if you're doing one and not the other, then you're not doing that one either. Right. You know, it's it, grace is unmerited favor. Okay, well, how do I know that you don't merit it because you're not worth it? You know what I mean? <laughs> so if I'm not honest about the fact that you're a sinner, then salvation doesn't mean anything to you. It's worthless. If I go out there and say, you know, Jesus died on the cross for sinners, but I'm not helping that person understand that they are one of those sinners, then in their mind, they're like, okay, well, that's not for me. It it doesn't matter. But on the other hand, if all I'm doing, I've seen other guys, you know, get out there and scream about, you know, here's the 10 commandments and, and you're going to hell. And and they're so busy on that, that it's like, if I walked up to them and said, okay, okay, I'm a sinner. (laughs) What must I do to be saved? And then they don't want to talk to me. I'm like, get out of here with that. Right. You know what I mean? And so, again, you know, Jesus is the perfect example of that. But, uh, you know, Paul says that he had zeal without knowledge. You know, he's like, I was zealous for the law, right? I was zealous for the truth, but I didn't understand grace. You know, I didn't understand what happened at the cross. And it's like, and, and uh, you have to understand both of those things. And so I think sometimes you get people that are on, they say they're on the grace side, but what they mean by grace is like you said, Adam, well, I just accept whatever sin is in your life and we're just going to not call it sin and we'll just pretend that it's okay. Well, There's no that's, such thing as that, sin. that's not grace. That's right. not love. Right. You know, love is telling people the truth. Love is doing something for a person's well being. If somebody comes to my church and they die and go to hell because I never tell them the truth. What is loving about that? Right. You know what I mean? Um, at the same time, if all I'm ever doing is saying, you know, you need to hear about the wrath of God and not about his love then I'm not really speaking the truth to that person because the whole counsel of Scripture talks about sin and salvation. Right. So you can't you can't really lean to one side or the other or you're just you're losing the whole thing altogether. Well people will throw out, you know, he who cast the first stone. Oh, that's that's such but Jesus closed Judge that. not that you be not judged. Yeah, judge not. Yeah. But uh, the passage Jesus is also a textual variant. It's also a textual yes. variant. But Jesus finished same. that. But Jesus finished that with go and sin no more. Right? So there's the truth. So let's finish this up, and we're kind of hitting on it, about the extremes, the extreme truth, the extreme grace, all right? Mm-hmm. So let's, let's discuss that for just a few minutes, and then we'll close this thing up. So let's talk about the extremes of, quote-unquote, truth. What, what, what would be some bad signs? What would that look like? How can that hurt? I can answer that. Preacher Gary 
when I was a student at UNC Chapel Hill. Bobby's he's naming names over here. Preacher Gary was the pit preacher. And he stood out in the middle of the student quad and condemned everybody to hell. Sometimes it sounded he, like he was glad of it. Sometimes, oh yes, sometimes he had a sandwich sign on. Sometimes he had a megaphone, but um, basically everybody that walked by across the student quad, uh, you're going to hell because you're in a miniskirt. You're going to hell because you're homosexual. You're going to hell because, um, you know, you're wearing uh, a short sleeve t-shirt whatever yeah, yeah, tattoos whatever the case might be <laughs> that's the extreme of of truth you know the westboro baptist yeah. group that's that's the total extreme i would say well when the and goal... he wasn't he, he, at the same time sorry but good? he wasn't attracting anybody to jesus he, all he was doing was stirring people up making them Being mad repulsive actually and his actually, goal was condemnation exactly yeah. there was no love no grace at all and all he did was make people mad. Right. And people saw that and said, well, gosh, if this is what Jesus is about and this is what Christianity is about, this is full of hate. Right. Leave me out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a badge of honor, too, for guys like that. Yeah. I'm I being got, persecuted. I got, I got beat up in downtown. I got locked up for the gospel, you know, and yeah. it's just like you never even got to the gospel. Yeah. Right. But, but then you, you could probably also go on a, a campus uh, chapel there or go over to Duke and you know, liberal <laughs> liberal Methodists there. It's got to be and, Duke. And, yeah, and, and listen, and you're going to get no truth. You're going to get, oh, let's all, we're all God's children. And, you know, if there is a heaven, I'm sure we're all going to be there. And we're all, all created that, equal. Yes, we're yes, all created all this way. Stuff. God loves everybody. Yes. LGBTQ, WXYZ, <sighs> and all, all of that. And, and so there's, there's no, there's no truth. Right. Right. And, and so, it, it's just like two sides of the same coin. Yeah. So you can't on, really separate. Yeah. Like on one end of the spectrum, you've got preacher Gary. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got Oprah Winfrey and, and they're yes. both, they're both equally wrong. Right. Uh, and, and if you embrace one side to the detriment of the other, you are leading people away from Christ. Yeah. And to me, Adam, the classic example, biblically, is the two that gave Jesus a fit. On one hand, you've got the Pharisees. They were all about the truth, man, zealous for it, all about legalism. But then you had the Sadducees, Mm -hmm. and the Sadducees were liberal. They didn't believe in the supernatural and so forth. But who did they both hate? Jesus. Why? Mm -hmm. Because he was that perfect blend of grace and truth in all of his fullness. And, And so... They both hated him, even though they were diametrically opposed to each Just other. Just like Donald Trump. <laughs> oh my. There's a topology. <laughs> Sorry, I've been listening to too many uh, First Baptist Dallas sermons. Oh my. <laughs> I don't know that you can listen to too many of those, especially but, the dispensational ones. Could really help you. <laughs> but but to close this thing out, you know, there's no greater symbol of truth and grace than the cross. Amen. Love y'all. See y'all. Peace out. Don't burn in hell. Bye.
You can continue the conversation online by visiting us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the number four horsemen. Don't forget to tell your friends and enemies about the podcast and be sure to subscribe and review. They look at me funny when I talk like I got a speech impediment. Homie, check my passport. Heaven, I'm a resident. Like a conscious rapper, but do more than bass the president. I see brothers coughing, so I hit them with the medicine. On the other side, they say their grass is greener. Seen the forecast, man, they calling for Katrina.